Hello, welcome back. Uh, I have just had a tiny ragey experience that um, opened up a question. I thought I would um, start an episode mostly because I'm about to go into the dentist and I did tell you yesterday that I was going to record before and after so you could hear whatever it sounds like to have had my entire mouth anaesthetized because I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, Anyway, I uh, was just somewhere and um, I'm very much like a blend into the background kind of person. I don't, it was a school thing. I don't socialize with people. I am just kind of there. And um, these two people were standing right next to me, bad-mouthing someone that I know. Um, They were being very, very quiet, but I could hear everything that they were saying. And they obviously didn't know that I know this person. And if it had gone on for another 10 seconds, I wouldn't have been able to keep my mouth shut. I would have had to say something, but they were distracted and dispersed. And I didn't get the opportunity, which is probably for the best at a school event. Um, I spoke to my husband afterwards and he said he wouldn't have been able to bite his tongue, but it was, I was really feeling quite ragey about it. Um, and it just did make me wonder, would they have said those things if they'd known someone was listening? How much of what we say every day to other people, you know, whether you're in your own house or you're speaking to a friend or you're a colleague or whatever, how much of it would we still say if we knew someone was listening. I think we're all guilty of, you know, gossip. We're all guilty of being mean when we don't think we're being mean. You know, you can see something, everyone's judgmental, saying to another friend, you know, I can't believe what that person's wearing. Every single person, there are, maybe there's like the 1%, but I truly, truly believe we are all capable and we can't pretend that we are holier than that. Um, we all do it to some degree, even if it's celebrities. We've all said something, probably not even that long ago, that truthfully, if that person heard you say that, you would be mortified. But maybe, let's say it was, let's say it was Kim Kardashian. I always love the Kim Kardashian example. Let's say it was Kim Kardashian. You're watching the Kardashians and you are, we're watching it to judge their lives. You are literally judging their lives. You're commenting as you go, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, but often it can be negative, you know, oh God, you know, they don't get along or I don't like this person. We were watching it again recently and I was saying to Lee, you know, Courtney used to be my favourite, then I really liked Chloe and now I don't like Chloe because of this and Courtney's lazy and Kim's actually my favourite, I used to hate Kim. All that stuff is exactly the same. I wouldn't say any of those things if the Kardashians could listen to me saying them. I mean, I just wouldn't. You would be mortified. Um, but you think it's okay because it's so far away. You know, there's a distance between us and, and the celebrities. But people do it with people in real life as well. Like this. And like, everybody's done it. You know, you see someone from across the, the room. Um, you see, you know, you don't like someone's new haircut. Whatever. We are all capable of it. But how much of what we say on a day-to-day basis would we still say if we knew we were being listened to? I think it's probably been a good lesson it's just worth remembering and also one of those things that you should teach the children I always say to my kids um don't say anything that you wouldn't want someone else to listen to Uh, but I'm more saying this from a point of you don't know who's there on the other end of the call you don't know if something's being recorded you don't know if your text messages are being screen capped you don't know if someone's parent can hear what you're saying 
you have to be very, very careful. So I am saying that more from a perspective of like protecting them. But really, we should be protecting our souls. <laughs> we shouldn't be saying things that we could regret. We shouldn't be saying things that actually don't make us feel good about ourselves, that actually we're a little bit ashamed of or even a lot ashamed of if someone said, uh, I heard what you said and it's not kind. Um, it's so easy and so common. But maybe today's little event, because I was so cross, I had a little bit of distance, a little drive between there and now to think, I'm cross because it's personal to me, but I'm not above it. And I think I could do better. Okay, I'm going in to the dentist. I will see you on the other side. I'm having a full clean. She's going to get right under my gums and stuff. I'm actually quite excited about it because I've got some, you know, I mean, I hate to admit it, but I've got some of those like, it looks like a cavity, but it's it's not. It kind of needs to be ground away um, because my gums get so sensitive. I, I can't, I can't even use a water pick. It's insane. So I'm really hoping that she's going to like, mm, get them all sparkly and clean. And then I've got some Crest White Strips that I'm excited to use and I've been waiting till after this appointment to use them because I thought my teeth are going to be as clean 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 as possible uh, but also I don't want to make them sensitive before I have this done even though I'm having you know the whole anesthetized mouth thing um I thought I'll wait until after this has been done to do that so I might do like a before and after I'm also still listening to the JC Dupree liking myself back book and the whole time I'm listening to it I'm thinking I really really want to put the time into um like redoing my blog and bringing it back I feel like there's like a, a renaissance happening and partly this might be because I feel like YouTube and Instagram like the algorithms are are not working for me right now and I want to take some control back maybe that's why I'm doing the podcast I don't know but I kind of want to take it back to what I loved about it in the first place and the whole time she's talking about it it's reminding me you know of 2010 YouTube and blogging times. I miss it. I miss it. Right. I'll be back with a crazy voice. As I suspected. <laughs> I sound insane. It's really, really weird. So I can feel my top lip, but I can't feel anything. I can't really. I can kind of a little bit feel my top lip, but anything below that, it's like I, I was trying to drink. She said at the end, like, do you want to rinse your mouth? And I went to put the, the cup up to my mouth and she, it was making me laugh so much because it just felt like I didn't even have a mouth. I was like, I can't. This is this is not doing it. I had to hold. I had to like touch my mouth with my other hand to just guide the cup to my mouth, and I still got it everywhere. Oh my god! I feel like I've just been actually drugged, like laughing gas drugged. Or like I'm coming out of something because I'm like really shaky and giddy. I probably shouldn't drive myself home. Um, but she, she, I also been like twelve injections. It felt like to numb my whole mouth. Um, totally worth it because I couldn't feel any of the other stuff. And she had to get like underneath my gum line and stuff. But yeah, that was a really bizarre appointment. Okay, I'm back. I have a full function back in my face, which is you know, an ideal situation. Truly, it took about five hours. Um, at the very least for the first three, it was like, it felt like it was increasingly more numb 
Noma Monom. Monom, right? It was not. I, I got to the point where I was talking about Instagram and someone said, at what point is this not funny anymore? <laughs> and in actual fact, uh, maybe we should be asking why this is taking so long. It took so long to get the like the feeling back in my face. Um, but also something that was kind of bananas to me while she was doing it. The last time I had to have any kind of anything done um, with anesthetic at the dentist, uh, they put a little bit of of it wherever they need to put it and then it takes a while like you know you have a conversation and they're like you know how's it feeling now takes a second this was like instant it was almost more than instant before the needle had even left my gum it was numb it was really kind of surreal how quick it was it was really effective um and she must have put it in like 12 different locations in my mouth so I suppose that's why it was like an extraordinary amount of um amount of anesthetic to have all at once it was really really strange uh and then I was laughing so much pretty much as soon as I realized how little I could feel um the weird I mean it was still horrible because with your teeth you can still kind of feel it it was like it was almost like I had a family of bees um all scratching the nails down chalkboards in my like really aggressively in my mouth um so although it didn't hurt it had that <laughs> feeling constantly um I actually haven't probably looked at my teeth since because the worst Mary is that I felt like I, I kind of wanted it to really get in there and give it a proper clean um so I'm excited to see whether or not that's actually worked uh and I'm gonna use the I might I might give it a, I might give it a day I want to start using my crest white strips but mm, I might give it a day was actually really happy to discover that once it all wore off my teeth don't feel sore because um, or at least my gums don't feel sore because I was expecting that. I think I was kind of expecting like when the anaesthetic wore off after the C-section. I remember, oh man, I remember, because obviously when you have a C-section, it's a full, I don't know if it's still called a spinal block, but you know, it is a spinal block, isn't it? It's the same thing that you have with, um, like it's an epidural, but just like a real full-on epidural. They just put more of it in. Um, when I had Ella, it was an emergency uh, C-section. So they just like really threw it all in there. And I remember having no feeling in my legs for a very, very long time, probably till the next morning, because they wheeled me back into recovery, wheeled me back into the room, took the baby away to be fed, was a whole thing. And later on that evening, one of my legs fell out of bed and I had to bother a nurse for them to put my legs back into bed because I had absolutely no control and didn't have the core stomach muscles to actually pull my own legs back into bed. That's a weird sensation. So when I had Milo and it was a planned C-section, they go in and, you know, they know what they're getting because it's not an emergency. They know everything's cool. Um, they obviously gave me exactly the right amount of anaesthetic. So while I was in recovery, like we're literally wheeled out of the actual operating theatre, still in recovery, probably five minutes after they've sewn me up, it felt like I was starting to feel my legs and I was freaking out. Like, this is not right. This is not right. And I was absolutely terrified. Like someone, someone give me some painkillers immediately because I am really scared of this wearing off. And it hurt. It really, really did. And I think that's kind of stuck in my mind as I was a bit scared of this wearing off. It wasn't really intensive, intensive work that I had done, but enough for her to think I needed an anaesthetic so long story short um it's fine it's all fine and I can actually 
feel my mouth again, which is great. Um, so what were we originally talking about? I think we were talking about, oh yeah, we were talking about what happened at school today and that someone had said something mean and it just kind of made me think, funnily enough, I've just been watching the Kardashians. I've just logged off. Um, I did the late shift today at work. I'm so tired. I'm always so tired, but extra tired today. Plus I've got to go and get my daughter from, um, I was going to say from school, but it's not from school. It's from work at 10 o'clock. Um, so I can't even go downstairs and go to sleep yet. I've got a couple of hours. It's half past seven. Um, but yeah, I've just been watching the Kardashians. Because uh, I think I referenced Kim Kardashian earlier on when I was talking about, you know, would you say what you would say? What Would you say what you have said? Or would you want to still say the same thing if you knew someone was listening? It's just, you know, something to consider. It's a conversation. It's a conversation to have with the people you speak to this weekend. It is uh, a good dinner table discussion, I think. Because um, like I said, I just, I think we are all guilty um, of being, like, not I say behaving, but misbehaving in that way. And I think as well, we're kind of almost encouraged to do that in this um, kind of time that we're living in. It's not just reality TV, it's social media. The whole thing encourages that kind of behaviour. It encourages judgment of others, comparison. Everyone's always looking to keep up with someone or to be better than someone. Um, In an ideal world, we're looking for inspiration uh, but that inspiration often, even if it's not intentional, can twist itself within your mind as jealousy or... And jealousy is often seen as like a real negative thing. I think if, you're, if you've got enough self-awareness um, and you are a secure enough person, you should be able to say um, that you're really jealous of... I don't know if it's even the right word, but I think it is because I think envious to me is the bad word. Um, you know, what would it be to covet something if it wasn't jealous? I can be jealous of something that someone has. Jealous of a holiday, jealous of a lifestyle, jealous of, um, you know, if, if someone had an amazing home or a new car that you wanted or even just like you really like someone's outfit. You can be jealous of something without it being super negative like I you can be jealous while not wanting them not to have it you know you can be really happy for someone but also wish you had that thing for yourself I don't know what that word is but to me jealousy isn't incredibly negative I think it can be and I think it can be attached to something really negative but it doesn't on its own it isn't negative to me um but I think that maybe it's just the way that we live now we are kind of encouraged to always be looking at other people and not necessarily like building people up. We, we're always, in, like, you're looking through your feed and, oh, that person makes me feel bad about myself and so you associate them with something negative. They haven't necessarily done anything wrong, but, you know, um, I am a huge advocate for 
really editing down your social media feeds to whatever makes you feel good because that is what you have control over but it's also your responsibility to do that because sometimes I'll find myself scrolling on Instagram and um, something makes me feel bad and I'm realizing do you know every time this person posts something it makes me feel bad it doesn't even necessarily mean anything in regards to that person that person could just be living their life but let's say I was trying to have a baby and all I was seeing in my feed was um, this person's pregnant, this person's having a baby and I'm struggling. You know, I've been there. I've been in that situation. I tried for a year to have Milo um, and there were some issues that needed to be resolved before we could conceive him. And I really, I mean, I, I really feel for the people who have uh, ongoing infertility issues because that was very short-lived and um, solvable in our instance, but it isn't for everybody. And I'll just give you that as an example of something that it's not the fault of a friend or someone that I'm following if they happen to become pregnant or happen to have a baby. It's just something that at the time wouldn't make me feel good because of where I am in my place, my time, in my life. It's not that you dislike that person. It's just that what is happening to them right now is actually not making you feel great. In that instance, it's it's my job to curate my feed, maybe mute that person, unfollow them, you know, do whatever it is you need to do to protect your own feelings. Um, but it also, can you hear Milo? Milo's playing with his friend and he's just screaming from his room. <laughs> Surely you heard that one. Um, and I think that that editing of your um, kind of group of friends, maybe you've got someone who, you know, maybe I just don't want to spend time with this person right now. They're not making me feel great. Um, maybe it is just what you're seeing online. You have some responsibility to to change that. And I think that if you do change that, you can quite easily um, reduce the amount of these feelings that you have that are uh, encouraged to, like, you know, nitpick and mm, this person and this person. You know, some people are just gossips and there's nothing wrong with that. But just maybe something to keep in mind because there's gossip and then there's, if they heard you, is this actually mean? Because unfortunately, sometimes yes. And we um, we don't always think of it that way. And as long as the person hasn't heard you, then, you know, but it is still mean. And maybe that's kind of sowing more negativity within yourself. If you are into kind of energy and... Uh, believe kind of almost a reap what you sow situation like the law of attraction then any kind of negative energy that you're putting out there even if it's kind of a joke or even if you feel like oh well you know even if it's just look at Kim Kardashian how terrible she looks in this outfit it's all negative energy and maybe reducing that wouldn't be a terrible idea in other news um I'm feeling very inspired uh, after listening to uh, JC Dupree's book this week, I am absolutely bringing the blog back. Uh, not that anybody necessarily cares, but I'm going to be doing it for all the reasons that I did it originally. She's just kind of reignited something. I was talking to Emma about this earlier today, um, you know, just reminding me about the beginning of this, reminding me what 2010 blogging was like and how fun it was and 
kind of wanting to do like on a Tuesday you talk about makeup and on a Friday I'll talk about face masks and it was so much fun and honestly I, I did dedicate a tremendous amount of time to it but I I don't feel like I have that time now and so I'm wasting that time. I do know that once someone said to me, it really stuck with me and I've spoken about this to death, um, but once someone did say something to me that made me feel bad um, at the time, and I don't know if it was intentional, I don't know if it was designed to make me feel bad, um, but it did, it had that effect, intentional or not. And um, basically she said that I was spending too much time uh, creating content. I was, you know, making too many videos. I wasn't taking enough time for myself. I wasn't, um, you know, when I, at night time when I was watching TV, I was also uh, editing images and like writing blog posts and doing all of these things. And at the time... I felt like maybe she was right and I should be kind of pulling back and having a better work-life balance. These days, I think my work-life balance is actually fantastic, but I lost something along the way. I lost this kind of spark that I had for it uh, when I was that prolific, when I was just like 24-7, this is what I'm interested in. I don't necessarily want to go back to that, but looking back now with slightly more objectivity and thinking, you know, why might she have said those things? I think it was, there's a good possibility that it was more about her than it was about me. Um, that she was maybe, uh, feeling like she wasn't as productive as I was. And so rather than her feel bad, for not being productive and for not getting things done because we were both doing similar things at the time. Maybe she wanted me to feel like I was doing something wrong rather than that she was not doing enough, you know? Um, everyone's got their own stuff and I don't think everybody knows um, when they're doing things like that. I don't think it was necessarily a conscious thing, but I think there's a good chance that it was more about that than it was her thinking of me. Uh, and this is something that I've always enjoyed. It's something that I actually like to do. It was a hobby for a very long time and then it ended up um, being a part-time job. Um, it could be a full-time job, I'm sure, but I can't see that being something that I want anytime soon because I do, I wouldn't want to rely on it. Um, but I think probably for some people, they don't want you to have, they don't want good things for you, <laughs> you know, maybe this is where jealousy um, has like a slight edge to it, um, and that always kind of, it always kind of rears its head whenever I start thinking about, oh, you know, what? I want to do this again, or whenever I start thinking about when I really loved to blog, and I used to do it all the time, and I had like seven blog posts a week, what, what stopped, like what, what affected that and I do think something happened that day when I was told you know you're you're spending too much time on this you're doing this wrong and I thought yeah maybe I do need a better balance and I kind of pulled away from it a little bit and steadily 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 uh you know I'll never know if that was really the reason um but it's just something that I always think of and it kind of it does kind of stick with me as a frustrating little 
thing. Um, but I do want to go back to it. And I hope to find that spark again that makes me want to post seven days a week. I don't know that I'll ever, ever be able to do that again, but um, I want to go back to doing it for the reasons that I used to do it. Um, and doing it for fun. And that being my kind of like little side hobby. Um, also, every time I think of anything that I've ever reviewed and someone says, oh, what's this thing that you've used? It's so frustrating not be able to just say, oh, well, you can search for it here because when you've posted something on Instagram, it's not searchable. It's not It's not that easy to just refer back to. You have to scroll and scroll and scroll. Oh, well, I once made this about this or blah, blah, blah. With YouTube, it's a little bit easier, but I don't often post videos just about like one particular product. So you'd have to watch an entire video and like pinpoint the time where I spoke about one specific product. When it was a blog post, at very least, I could send them the link or you could search my blog and you could find you know, swatches or just like a, a short review and some pictures. Um, so I would like to at very least get some stuff on there for some of the things that I talk about a lot so that it's a bit of a reference. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to be the thing that I do this evening. I'm going to kind of revamp a little bit and, and I'll keep you posted as to how I get along with that. But yeah, it's been a day. Thanks for joining me. Um, it's been a, this has been kind of a blog, a blog, a vlog in a, in a podcast, little bit, little bit, little bit, um, kind of a topic, kind of an odd situation in the middle. Um, and then a strange memory to end, (laughs) but thanks for listening. And I will speak to you again, probably in a few days.